the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you have been really tracking with us in the last uh, couple of weeks, you would have noticed that uh, we have our dear brother, Sam Shamoon, with us. And we've been going through a series where we are showing from the Quran some of the contradictions that our Muslim friends need to pay close attention to. In other words, um, as always, uh, myself or Sam, or in this case, both of us together, we like to look at an argument that a Muslim will raise against Christ or the Bible or Yahweh or whatever the case might be and find something that is not only similar, but even worse in the Quran. And this time we've been going through something that has to do with this question. Can Allah pray to himself? Okay, why, why are we asking this question? Because Muslims complain why is Jesus praying to the Father if he is Allah? Can he pray to himself? I just had this conversation just about maybe a week ago. I was visiting a college and a Muslim student met with me. And that's the first question that came out of his mouth. How can Allah pray to uh, how can God pray to himself? And I tried to explain to him that we're not talking here uh, the concept of God as you are thinking. There is the son praying to the Father, the Father is in heaven, the Son is here, and Jesus has to be also a model for us, and so on and so forth. But obviously, unfortunately, they ignore all of these facts. So Sam, brilliantly, as always, was bringing uh, to the attention of our Muslim friends that the Quran actually talks about Allah praying. So if you can explain to us why Allah is praying, then we have an easier, actually, answer as to why Jesus is praying. But if you're really upset about Jesus praying to the Father then you need to explain to us why Allah himself is praying. And with that said, Sam, brother, why don't you um, give people briefly a way to connect with you, because I don't want to wait until the end of the show in case we run out of time. Yeah, now, how's my sound coming in, brother? Is it good? Absolutely, brother. And of course, right. uh, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Yes, and I just want to praise the God and Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I beseech the Father for the sake of Jesus to wash us in the precious holy blood of Jesus to make us pure holy vessels filled with the Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus Christ, to love Jesus Christ, to obey Jesus Christ, and to proclaim the gospel until every Muslim knee bows and every Muslim tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. May the Father be glorified in Jesus' name. Now, Amen. people can find me on my blog. I started a blog. It's called AnsweringIslamBlog.wordpress.com. All my latest articles, rebuttals, I have tons of information on Allah praying will be found there. They can also find some of our materials, yours and mine, on the Answering Islam website, still considered by the grace of Jesus, the premier website 
refuting Islamic objections and defending Christianity. You can go to answeringislam.net or answeringislam.org. You can find me on YouTube under the name Shamunian, S-H-A-M-O-U-N-I-A-N, or Sam Shamoon. Do subscribe to that and hit the like buttons on the videos and pray that I can produce better content and more videos for the glory of Jesus. And they can also find me on PayPal under my email, Sam underscore S-H-M-N at Hotmail.com or on my Patreon page. And pray for that support for the glory of Jesus to do it for his glory. So thank you for Amen. allowing me to plug the site. <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. And you guys can always follow uh, Sam with me as well. Uh, he and I have been partnering to do a lot of these shows. And uh, we pray that we will continue to do this not only on podcasts, but also on YouTube uh, by way of doing videos. Uh, he and I uh, will figure out a way to start doing even YouTube live and uh, Facebook live. So please stay tuned. And you can, of course, yeah, watch some of his fabulous shows on my own YouTube channel, Sira International. Yes, brother. Go ahead. And they can find find me on YouTube as well. I have my own personal page, pictures of my two angels, my daughters, pray for them, or a page that was started by some Christian brothers called Sam Shimon. So keep following us because I'm regularly Amen. writing new articles and updating to equip Christians for the glory of Jesus. So. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So, brother, uh, last time we kind of like reiterated again a couple of passages in the Quran, for instance, from uh, chapter 33 and uh, chapter 2, and we showed that Allah is and his angels either praying to Muhammad or praying, uh, uh, you know, to the believers. And uh, you exposited this in a way that is devastating. So you'd yes, like to exactly. add to that. Yeah, well, what I'm going to do is, what I'm going to do is use that as a segue to also show the fact that according to the definition of prayer and worship given by Muslim sources, not Christian, not Jews, Muslim sources, Muslim scholars, uh, Muslims actually worship Muhammad because, they pray to Muhammad. So what I want to do is, by the grace of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> not only, again, reiterate the point you made, this is something Christians need to learn. They have to learn this argument. One of the chief objections against Jesus' deity is that because he's a perfect man, he perfectly submits to the Father in heaven, because he's not the Father, he's a distinct person from the Father, but one with him in essence. But because he's also a perfect man who perfectly worships the Father and prays to him, they see that as a reason to reject his deity. So as we have been demonstrating in Islamic theology, and by the way, Lord willing, maybe in the future we'll challenge that assertion, because the Quran doesn't teach this, but in Islamic theology, it is believed that Allah is a singular consciousness. Now, I hesitate to use the term person, because even Muslims don't like to use the term person and can communicate, but we'll say consciousness. So they don't believe Allah exists as a plurality of consciousnesses, or persons in Christian theology, the term we use. Well, if that's the case, we have documented in the previous session, and you actually read, out, read aloud the Arabic, and I'll mention the verses, because we'll move on to the next point. We also looked at narrations attributed to Muhammad. Narrations seems to be authentic, sahih, where it says Allah's actually praying, and in the Quran, he doesn't pray in isolation, he prays in union with angels. And the verses that we looked at were chapter 33 of the Quran, verse 43 and 3356, and another passage, chapter 2, verse 157. And the first two passages, it says, Allah prays along with angels to guide believers out of darkness into light, and Allah and the angels together pray for Muhammad. And we looked at narrations where Allah prays. Now, the problem is, if Allah is a singular consciousness, the first question that a Muslim has to honestly answer is, who does Allah pray to? Now, you and I know that Muslims try to explain away the verb, Allah, 
Now, the plural form is used in 2157. It says, the prayers of Allah, salawat. They say it doesn't mean that. Well, we've already demonstrated, both in the previous sessions and in some of my articles and rebuttals and shows that I've done, with yourself and David Wood, the word salah always means prayer in the context of the Quran. Whenever that verb is used, it always means prayer. But for some reason, when that verb is now used of Allah, they want to now define it differently, and we understand why. But the fact is that the word salah, and even the root meaning, According to a Muslim apologist who debated our brother David Wood. David Wood is one of our top apologists. He's been on your Sira show. And Lord willing, in the future, we'll Absolutely. do more, sh- more shows together. Absolutely. He had a debate. He had a debate with Muhammad Hijab, a, a well-known Muslim apologist from the UK, where in that debate, which you can watch online, the debate is now online, YouTube, Trinity versus Tawheed. And David did an excellent job, very calm, very Christ-like, and his arguments were solid. Whereas Muhammad Hijab resorted to rhetoric, ad hominems, and just sensationalism, trying to stir up the crowd. He admits, in that debate, he admits that the root meaning of salah, he says it, the root meaning of salah is dua. And in the previous session, I quoted narrations attributed to Muhammad where he says dua is the very heart of worship. And what is dua? Dua in English is invocation, supplication, to invoke Allah, to supplicate Allah, to ask Allah. And he admits that salah, the root meaning of it is to invoke du'a, and Muhammad said du'a is worship. Well, if it, Allah is in exactly. Allah, right? Go ahead, brother. You want to chime in? I'm sorry. I'm in no, I'm saying time. exactly. Absolutely. I mean, I, I am just confirming what you're saying. Yeah, so so if Allah performs salah, which the Quran says he does, and the narrations say he does, right? <clears throat> and salah is basically du'a to invoke, to supplicate, which is the heart of worship, that means Allah is worshipping because he's invoking when he prays. You can't get around this. Now, the question is, who does Allah pray to? Who does Allah worship? Who does Allah invoke when he prays? The Muslims don't have an answer because they can't answer, right? That's right. And I want to add something we touched on twice already. Uh, Muhammad rightly, I mean, I hate to say this, but rightly says Salah or Salah is Dua. And he asked the believers, the Muslims in this case, to uh, invoke this dua at the closing of each prayer. And in there, they would ask Allah to pray to Muhammad and then to bless Muhammad. In other words, there is a difference between prayer and blessing. Exactly. And we mentioned that. That's why we encourage your listeners to go back, listen to the previous sessions, write down the references, or go to the website. We have this all documented for free. Use it for the glory of Christ. There, in that, you, like you said, it talks about Allah sending Salah upon Muhammad and his family, as he did for Abraham and his family. And also, Allah sent his barakah, blessing, showing that the word Salah does not mean blessing. Even the Muslims will try to tell you that. And just to re- repeat one narration that I read last week, and this will be a segue into Allah also praying in the presence of Muhammad, in the same way that Muslims pray for Muhammad, or to Muhammad. Uh, let me correct myself. And you know this, being a former Muslim who now worships the Son of God, your only hope for salvation. When Amen. you perform the five daily prayers, you perform something called tashahud, which we'll get there in a minute. But here's one of the narrations that I quoted. This comes from Dalail al-Khayrat Shahri of Qara Dawood. It's dated around 1541, where Muhammad, in the night journey, where he supposedly sees his Lord, when he gets there, the angel tells him, Kif, Ya Muhammad, I like to have the Arabic in transliteration, Kif, Ya Muhammad, Inna Rabbuqa Yusalli, say your step, O Muhammad, for your Lord is praying, blessing. 
you suddenly so even in this translation it says that Muhammad's Lord you suddenly praise and then Muhammad goes on to say I began to wonder what is Abu Bakr says the angel sounded like Abu Bakr his companion what is he doing here has he surpassed me I wonder and what does this mean the Lord is praying the Lord is free from all exigence what could be the meaning of all this so even Muhammad is asking what does it mean his Lord prays he doesn't get an answer now this translation of this particular source comes from <clears throat> Muhammad, the Messenger of Islam, his life and prophecy. Muhammad, the Messenger of Islam, his life and prophecy by Hajja Amina Adil, Sheikh Muhammad Hisham Kabani, Sheikh Nazim Adil Al Hakani, pages 231 234. Now, with that said, let me show you something else from the same source. I want you to see how Allah supposedly greeted Muhammad. Now, remember, this is recounting what in Islamic tradition is called the night journey. Now, just to let your audience know what that is, Muhammad supposedly was transported from the Kaaba in Mecca to the temple in Medina on a mule called Burak with angel Gabriel accompanying him. Once he reached Jerusalem, entered the temple, he prayed with the prophet, and then he was taken on a journey throughout the seven heavens because your audience may not be aware that in Islamic theology, there are seven heavens and seven earths. In chapter 65, verse 12 of the Quran, it says, Allah created seven heavens and the earth, the like thereof, meaning seven earths. Where hey, in the brother, world are these seven earths? Go ahead, brother. Amen. I, I want to just uh, uh, spoil this uh, surprise uh, for everybody. Uh, we have evidence from early Quranic manuscripts that the word seven was added later. Beautiful. Glory to Jesus Christ. But with that said, the standard Quranic text says seven, and Islamic tradition says seven. So he went throughout the seven heavens, and above the seven heavens, he actually entered into the house where Allah was. Now, as he entered, this is now from the same book, pages 234, 235, specifically page 235. Watch this, uh, my brother. Muhammad supposedly speaking. After I had pronounced these words, the Lord of might and glory answered me, saying, After I pronounce these words, now Allah speaking to me, saying, Assalamu alayka, ahyu nabi, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Assalamu alayka, ahyu nabi. And peace be upon you, O Prophet, and the mercy of Allah and His blessings. Now, understand what we just read. We just read Allah telling Muhammad. Reciting to Muhammad the very words that Muslims recite in their five daily prayers. And then Muhammad says to his Lord, <laughs> this is where it gets funny. Salutations to you, O Prophet, and the mercy of Allah and his blessing, which is to say, peace be upon you, O Prophet. So, Allah says to Muhammad, peace be upon you, O Prophet, and the mercy of Allah and his blessing upon you. Now, why is this important? Here's why this is important. And you know this, brother. And I'm speaking to the choir. And the five daily Amen. prayers of Muslims. Then the five daily prayers of Muslims. And your audience has to get this. They have to get this. Muslims are commanded to perform what's called tashahud. I'm going to repeat the word in English that they say in Arabic, five daily, five daily prayers. You can confirm right after I read this. Ibn Abbas reported, the Messenger of Allah used to teach us tashahud, just as he used to teach us Surah of the Quran. And he would say, this is what you're, they're supposed to recite in their prayers five times a day. All services rendered by words, acts of worship, and all good things are due to Allah. Peace be upon you, O Prophet, 
and Allah's mercy and blessings. These are the exact words that Allah supposedly said to Muhammad when Muhammad saw his Lord. Peace be upon you, O Prophet, and Allah's mercy and blessings. Peace be upon us and upon Allah's upright servants. I testify that there is no God but Allah, and I testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. In the narration of Ibn Ruh, the words are, as he would teach us the Quran, Sahih Muslim, book 4, number 798. Now, my brother, is it true that when you were a Muslim, and all Muslims to this day, five times a day, have to recite the words I just read? Absolutely, and it's kind of funny, by the way, that Allah will speak about himself in the third person anyway. Right? So they recite this. And what are the words in Arabic? Let me give you the Arabic. As-salamu alayka nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. The same word that Allah Amen. Muhammad. Amen. And here's the funny part, Sam. Why would Allah speak like this? He would have said, my peace be upon you. That's what Jesus says. My peace I yes. give to you. Exactly, but he says, peace be upon you. Now, here's what's amazing. According to Islamic theology, the phrase, As-salamu alaykum, As-salamu alaykum, or As-salamu alayka, that's an invocation. You're invoking Allah to grant peace to the person or the person that you're greeting. So if I walk in your house, or if I go into the masjid and I see Muslims, and you know this, this is the Islamic greeting, I would say, As-salamu alaykum, and then you would say, Alaykum salam. As-salamu alaykum, I'm invoking, I'm saying, Allah bestow his peace on you. So here's two things. Two things again, my brother. Number one, why is Allah praying this prayer? Why is he invoking Muhammad in the words of a prayer? Why is Allah saying, peace be upon you, O Prophet, and the mercy of Allah and his blessings on you? Why is he praying? This is a prayer. And he's praying exactly. directly to Muhammad. This is a prayer. I'm not making this up. This is according Islamic sources. Islamic sources say the phrase assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, the singular, is an invocation to God to bless the person or persons you're directing. So Allah, Allah is now praying for Muhammad in the presence of Muhammad in the very words that Muslims use in their five daily prayers. Now, brother, how do we make sense out of this? One thing we can make, make absolutely, right. the, the only one, one sense that we can get out of this is Allah equating Muhammad to himself, if not even elevating Muhammad above himself. Yeah, and, and, and here's what's even worse. Now we're going to segue into how Muslims end up worshipping Muhammad, because this is getting really bad. Now we want to thank the Muslims for bringing up this objection. How can Jesus be God if he prays to the Father? Well, because he's not the Father, number one. They're distinct. Relationships, two eternal relationships, two distinct persons. Not human beings, even though Jesus became a human being. The Father is a divine person who exists as spirit. Jesus, before he became flesh, also is a divine person who exists as spirit, but then took on a flesh body because he added a second nature, the nature of humanity. This is what we believe on the basis of Scripture. So Jesus can speak to the Father, have fellowship with the Father, can love the Father, and the Father can speak to the Son have fellowship with the Son, and love the Son, likewise with the Spirit. However, Allah supposedly exists as a monad, a unitary, solitary deity. There are no persons of Allah. So who does Allah pray to when he prays for Muhammad, and he prays for believers, and he does so with angels? Either he has to be praying to someone else who's God, or another divine person, so he's not the only one that's God, or he prays to himself, which means he's a schizophrenic deity. And brother, that's what we call a devastating dilemma. 
You got it. Now, before I even get into the second part, we may have to defer it to the second session. If I have a few minutes, I can talk about how this means that... We, we have about two minutes, problem. brother, for us. Yeah, oh, two, two minutes, minutes? maybe uh, say right. a teaser in there. Yeah, Yeah. well, here's the teaser. This prayer that Muslims say five times a day, when they say to Muhammad, who's been dead for 1,400 years, when they say to him, As-salamu alayka, ahiyu anabi, they're speaking to him directly in their five daily acts of worship and saying to him, who's not physically present before them, Peace be upon you, O Prophet. So my question to you, my brother, how can Muslims today, five times a day, every day, speak directly to a dead man who's been dead for 1,400 years and buried in Saudi Arabia? Are they not worshipping him? Because they're mentioning him in their prayers. And Lord, Absolutely. Only, in the next section, we'll pick it up and go more depth. So. Absolutely, brother. And next time, I'll even bring this sahih that Muhammad himself says, every time you pray... Uh, this invocation towards me, like invoke this peace prayer upon me, uh, my spirit will come back to me and I yes. will respond. In other words, Muhammad is omnipresent, right? And omniscient. <laughs> yep. yep. He wished yep, he wished that his spirit yeah. will come back to him. <laughs> so Muslims basically worship a man whom they claim is nothing but a man in their prayers, whether they admit it or not. They are stuck with idolatry. So they're God worship and they also worship Muhammad. Shame on them for such blasphemy. May the Lord Jesus set them free. Amen, my brother. Amen. And that's really what we're doing. I mean, I'm speaking now to my audience, especially believers. We're not here to mock the Muslims. We're here to expose these ridiculous teachings that, unfortunately, the God of this age has blinded the mind of our Muslim friends that they do not see the truth. In fact, it's yeah. funny that the Quran itself says, do not ask. For if you ask, you may not like what you are going to hear. I'm paraphrasing yeah. the verse here in the Quran. I mean, look how the Quran is trying to prevent people from even using God-given brain to reason and to ask valid questions. So th thanks, brother. And, and this is why I Thank want everybody to see why I have my dear brother, whom I owe my apologetic skills to him, whom I owe a lot of Thank techniques that I learned from him. So please... Uh, stand up uh, with my brother, pray for his situation. He shared it with you many times related to the family and to the kids. Uh, pray that God will uh, bring uh, always his peace into his life and his joy that he will not ever feel the need for anything other than the fellowship with our living God. So thank Amen. you, my brother, as always. And uh, please, I encourage you to go to our website, sirainternational.com. Go to my YouTube channel, Sira International. Uh, become a subscriber. Use Patreon to even give to the ministry as little as $1. Do the same thing with Sam. He has his own Amen. YouTube channel, Shamonian, and he already gave us uh, his websites. But uh, we're going to have the brother over and over again. Uh, brother, I want you to continue this series even. You know, I know you're with me right now here in the area. But even when you go back home, we would like to continue Amen. this because this is extremely important. And by the way, I want to point out to everybody that Sam wrote a multiple series article on the day. Identification of Muhammad. Yep, it's on the website, answeringislam.net. Please use these resources, <clears throat> distribute them, and glorify Jesus Christ. And it's my pleasure to serve you, my brother, because I love you and your ministry, and I support you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And uh, we will be definitely doing, as I mentioned, a lot of stuff together, including doing YouTube Live and Facebook Live. But periodically, if David's schedule allows him to, to join us, we will continue to do some of those videos. Hopefully, everybody's been complimenting us on those, the uh, Scripture Twisting 101. But wait until we release the new videos that I did with Sam uh, related to the Tawheed Dilemma, and I think you're going to enjoy that a lot. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much for those of you who joined us.
This is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, and with me here was my dear brother, Sam Shamoun, and we are continuing our discussions on some of the dilemmas related to uh, Islamic teachings. This one had uh, focused on, for the last couple of shows, on the idea that who is Allah praying to? If our Muslim friends are upset that Jesus is praying to the Father, then they really have the burden of proof now to tell us who is Allah is praying to because Islamic sources, including the Quran, clearly stated that Allah was praying. Whether he's praying to himself, which is kind of weird and strange, or praying to Muhammad, that's idolatry, or praying to others, that's confusing because at least we can clarify why Jesus, the Son, in obedience to the Father, was praying and being our perfect model. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.